We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line continues. My name is Matt Pauley. We also continue with our parade of coaches. We've spent the last week or so talking with as many of the area men's basketball coaches as possible with the college basketball season getting underway. Most teams opened up their seasons last night. Missouri State, one of the few teams that did not. They'll play their first game of the regular season coming up tomorrow evening in Springfield when they welcome in Missouri S&T. They are the preseason number four team in the Missouri Valley Conference, and we're very happy right now to go to the Quiver River Guest Line and welcome in the head coach of Missouri State men's basketball. It is uh, Coach Dana Ford. Coach, thank you so much uh, for the time this evening. How are you? Doing well. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Really, really appreciate it. So it feels like just about every team in the nation is opening up on Monday night, and you guys have a couple more days. Is that a good thing because you get a couple days more practice, or is it kind of tough watching most of the nation open up on Monday and you still got to wait a couple days for your first game? Well, I think it's good for us. We're going to have an opportunity, like you mentioned, to, to, to practice a few more times and, and, and get a chance to see some, some scores around the country and, and hopefully get our, get our blood pumping a little bit. Um, you know, ideally, maybe we could, we could have uh, opened up today like most teams, but the schedule didn't, didn't uh, work out that way. We, we've got a, um, uh, a certain amount of home games we like to, to get in the non-league schedule, and it just quite didn't work out that way. So we had to push some things back in order not to have such a big gap be- between um, uh, you know our, our home games that we have here in November. But um, nevertheless, Wednesday will be here before we know it. We talked uh, at the uh, the conference media days held here in, in St. Louis, and yeah, yeah, at that point, things were still very early, not a whole lot of practice, things like that. It was just coming out of the off season. So, take me through what this you know training camp preseason portion of the season has been for uh, been like for you guys. Is uh, you have a few established players, but you also brought in a lot of new players at the same time. You know, it's been an exciting time because of the uncertainty and uh, like like most fans, not really knowing who is on our team as coaches, we, we really don't quite know what, what these guys can do under the lights. I and mean, we've seen them do some certain things in practice, but uh, we're learning our, our guys as we go. And, and uh, you know, we, we had one exhibition game and a close scrimmage. And so we're starting to learn more and more about each and every last one of them. But there are some things that we found out in the fall through our workouts and, and through our, our, our 30 practices leading up to our opening game that we're really excited about. We feel like this group can be really good at, and a few of those things are definitely, uh, you know, the way they share the basketball, they play together. we got guys with high IQ. We have really good guard play, especially out front at the point guard position with Matthew Lee, transfer from St. Peter's, and Austin Mason, a transfer from Oklahoma. And uh, we've also got some length and some athleticism. And, and we've got about, right now, you know, 12 guys that we're comfortable playing uh, a few freshmen have really surprised us. They're just so ready to play with their intensity. And then, like you mentioned, a few of our veteran guys have been through the, the rigors of Division One 
and, and those guys are starting to lead uh, on a day-to-day basis that, that's going to allow for us to get, get, get better. And so what, what we say is, hey, we, we've got a lot to work on, but, but we definitely have a lot to work with. All right, so you mentioned a, a, a team that likes to share the ball, you know, not a lot of selfishness. You mentioned good guard play. As a coach and as a coaching staff, those have got to be a couple things that are a real benefit to you as you put everything together. No, we're excited about that, and, and you're exactly right because you, you want guys to be excited about playing as a team, and, and that's, 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 what, that's what we have. We, we, we definitely have a team in which we think – the, the sum is going to be better than the individual parts. You know, last year we had guys like Isaiah Mosley and Gage Prim that were fantastic talents, but, but the issue became who was next in line. That gap was so big that those guys operated on a whole different level. And, and it worked out for us in certain areas, but, but this team's different in the sense of there's not such a big gap between our first guy and our 13th guy. And, and we built our roster like that by design. Because what we want to do is we want to have a collective unit that, that, that carries a high intensity for 40 minutes. And uh, that's not just uh, uh, offensively, but also defensively. And so we, we're, we've tried to improve on both sides of the ball. And that's not always easy to do, especially when you have to sign so many new players. But we're really excited about what we have to work with. How important is Donovan Clay as being a guy who's put up big numbers for you, a guy who's on the preseason all-league team, and a guy who's been through uh, what you guys go through on a yearly basis? How important is he to what you want to accomplish this year? You know, he's very important, and he's a vital piece. And our team is a, as a whole is, is, a, is a bit like Donnie in the sense of, I'm not ready to say we do anything extremely well, but we do a lot of things good. Mm -hmm. And uh, Donnie's a very competitive guy. Uh, He's one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in our conference. He can defend one through five. Uh, He's got great hands and feet, got great instincts, athleticism and strength. And, uh, you know, we're going to count on him to to really carry the load in regards to uh, our defense and our rebounding. And so, uh, he is as big of a piece as we have. And, and you know, we we, uh, we had a scrimmage and an exhibition. He was great in both. And, and now we're looking forward to him going out, uh, having what, what would be his senior year on the court. And uh, he's got one more year of eligibility due to COVID. But we're really hoping and anticipating that, that Donnie has a nice, a nice year for us. And hopefully that leads to, to some future basketball for him one day. He had 15 and 10 in that exhibition against uh, against Newman, and then you also had uh, Brian Trimble scoring 20 points. You had a couple other guys, Matthew Lee, Chance Moore, scoring in double figures. What you're saying to me, I feel like, could it be like that on an every night basis, where every night you could have three, four guys in double figures, but it might be a different three, four guys on any given night? Absolutely, and, and that's going to be the case. And, and uh, prior to last night's exhibition, through all of our inner squad scrimmage and our closed scrimmage, uh, Austin Mason was a guy that was scoring in double figures. And uh, we've also got a guy in Kendall Moore who's averaged double figures at Colorado State. Uh, we've gotten nice production from our freshman, N.J. Benson, in a couple scrimmages. And, and uh, you know, we're going to get big Dawson Carper back off injury. He's capable of scoring in double figures. So, uh, we're we're going to do it by committee. Um, you know, we we do anticipate Brian Trimble being a guy that makes shots on a consistent basis. Donnie, uh, a consistent stat stuffer, but but we're definitely going to be a group that that hangs our hat on 
the variety of guys that we have. And uh, hopefully that makes us hard to scout against because you just don't quite know uh, whose night it's going to be. Just a couple more questions for Coach uh, Dana Ford, the head coach of Missouri State men's basketball. Uh, when the transfer portal is such a big part of college athletics right now, what's the difference for you as a coach, maybe both from a positive standpoint and from a negative standpoint? Can you compare integrating a freshman, a true freshman, a high school player into what you're trying to do versus somebody who comes in with some other D1 experience? You know, that's what we've tried to do. We, we brought in some quality high school kids, and um, we feel like they're going to be able to play and help us from day one. I know now in our recruiting efforts, if, if, if there's a high school kid that we're evaluating, if we don't feel like he can help us immediately, then we've kind of pumped the brakes on him a tad bit to see what's going to be available in the transfer portal. But we still want to recruit high-level four-year guys, and, and we're we're more of the – uh, philosophy of let's go get guys that the big boys will want to come and take. You know, we'll deal with the, the, that part on it on the back end. But if we're going to get one or two all-league years out of someone, for example, Isaiah Mosley, then great, let's do that. And uh, it is a challenge because what, you, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to have uh, an above-average amount of newcomers each year, but at the same time, when you line up to play, no matter who you're playing, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. And so it, it's not its not ideal. It's not something that we enjoy personally. But we, but, uh, we, we don't make the rules, and, and we have to try to maximize and give our university the best product we can year in and year out. And for us, we, we want to make sure that, that we have the opportunity to compete in the Missouri Valley every year. And the only way to do that is by getting high-end transfers, and getting quality freshmen. So that's that's kind of the world that we're in until changes come about. You obviously are having a ton of success in the transfer portal and bringing in these these high major type players. What for you personally was was there a like a, a period there where you were learning that and, and maybe not totally embracing it, or was this something where you jumped right in and you said, okay, this is the way college basketball is, and we got to do this and we got to do this well. You know, I've always been a guy that's been a fan of, of transfers, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I spent some time at Wichita State, and Wichita was, was, a, was a tough area to recruit because we didn't quite have a good amount of high school basketball players within a 200-mile radius. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have other avenues of getting talent, and we went junior college, we went Division One transfer, and I also spent time at a junior college coaching myself, so – I'm 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 very familiar with transfers and, and and how they operate and what qualities they bring, and so when when this play right away came about, you know I was a little bit hesitant in accepting it being good for college basketball, but at the same time, I thought to myself I think I can really capitalize in the world of recruiting and keep a really good product out on the floor year in and year out. You know you, you don't necessarily have to rebuild very often anymore and so um i think we kind of jumped in but again I, I i'm not a i'm not a fan of it like personally right i mean but from a business standpoint it, it's just the right thing to do last thing for you mentioned that you open up against missouri s&t a week later you go to byu is that one of those things where you, you kind of get some of the whatever out of your system and you really look at yourself at Missouri S&T and then you have a full week to really try to improve upon maybe some things you saw on that film getting set for a very tough game at BYU? 
Well, when you have 14 new guys, I mean, you're really just focused on one day at a time. And, and um, you, you know, we can't, we can't look past anyone. Um, S&T, they, they're going to have a lot of pride. Uh, their coach is, is going to prepare them well. I've known Coach Walker for quite some time. They have an assistant coach on their staff that played for me at Tennessee State, so he's going to know some of the ins and outs of, of the things that we do. Uh, and then I think after that game, we'll we'll move our focus to BYU. Uh, but 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 you know, uh, I don't think that I'm I'm looking forward to playing an opponent as good as BYU, especially not before I actually have to buckle down and look at them. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Um, hopefully we can uh, check in with you maybe again around the time conference play opens. But uh, best of luck all season. Really looking forward to seeing you guys play. Thank you, guys. And, and please feel free to reach out anytime. Really appreciate the coverage. Coach Dana Ford of the Missouri State men's basketball team joining us. They open up their year tomorrow in Springfield against Missouri S&T. They'll then have a week and a week from tomorrow. They'll play their second game of the year when they head to Provo, one of the toughest places to play in college basketball, and they will match up against BYU. Our parade of coaches continues tomorrow. We'll head down to Cape Girardeau, and we'll be joined by Southeast Missouri basketball coach Brad Korn. Simo got a great win yesterday when they knocked off South Florida 64 to uh, 61. So I uh, look forward to talking with uh, Coach Corn tomorrow. A number of coaches to still talk to before we are all said and done. We've got election coverage coming up in about 10 minutes. It's a big night. The entire KMOX news staff, they have assembled in our newsroom and they are ready to take over at 7 o'clock. We'll take one more break. We'll come back, get into a couple more things and wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.